Hello, I'm Claire from Wild Ginger Running, the trail and ultra running YouTube channel. And this is the podcast version of my weekly live chat with an athlete, coach or other running expert. The link to the original film on YouTube is in the show notes. Check out my Instagram and YouTube channel for more training advice, inspiration and gear reviews. Everything is Wild Ginger Running and my blog is wildgingerrunning.co.uk. Support me on Patreon if you enjoy this free advice at patreon.com slash wildgingerrunning. Enjoy this podcast and see you next week for more. Hello, good evening. It is Jenna Marcus Gottney here taking over the Wild Ginger YouTube for her interviews on a Wednesday night. And the reason that we're taking over is because Claire is now on maternity leave, but as of yesterday, she had her gorgeous little boy. Um, so massive congratulations, Claire. I don't think she'll be watching <laughs> right now. I think she'll be a little bit um, tired and recovering, but yeah, we're so glad it all went well. And apparently you can see Claire's um, labor on Strava. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can indeed. What are you doing? Um, kind of following Rini's advice from last week, because Rini was saying like, kind of boiled sweets are really good for an upset stomach. In yeah, during the race. Yeah, but I thought I'd better kind of get some practice and some training in. Are you going to no. raise things? Okay, I'll leave them for later. I'll leave them for later. Maybe got to put them out of the way. I'm not sure that was the, the take I took from Rini's advice. Well, I just want, you know, you've always got to keep kind of training your guts, you said, wasn't you? But anyway, I've got a horrible feeling tonight that oh tonight's going to be a bit going to be a bit pants, Jen. Oh, God. Just get all your puns out. <laughs> Hopefully this is seeming, kind of appearing to be seamless. Is it kind of seamless? I'm so sorry, Rich. <laughs> Shall we bring our guest on tonight? We've got a whole list of puns up here. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Okay, well, you get 10 points for everyone you get in. <laughs> well, good evening to uh, Richard Edmonds, who is, um, what are your glorious title at Runderwear? CEO. CEO, well, yeah. top dog. Yeah, CEO. <laughs> Uh, but co-founder co co and uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I lead this rabble down here in Dorset. Brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on this evening. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about kind of how Runderwear was started up, a bit about your kind of sporting background and then any questions what might come up during the interview as well. Absolutely. Well, it's very, very, uh, very good to be here. I'm, uh, it's good to chat to you again. Yes, we have met. You made me do a horrible, flat, fast part run in Dorset once. <laughs> um, I think that was my last part run. <laughs> um, probably could be for a while. I've never done any race that's that flat. Yeah, it, was, it was a great day. The weather was shining. The sun was shining. It was, it was lovely weather. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely say for the record that you don't do many park runs, Jen, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> just, just a bit too short for you, aren't you? Maybe yeah. they were strung together, so they made like a hundred miles, or hundred ninety miles. Over, yeah, as many in twenty-four hours. I could cope with that. That, that <laughs> might be more your. <laughs> anyway, it's great to have you on tonight, Richard. So, yeah, Runderwear. Um, what is it? How did it start? Kind of, kind of share us a bit about that journey. Yeah, uh, Runderwear. So, Jamie uh, is is my best friend. We met at university. Um, you know, th there's many things we can say about this, the kind of journey of it, and how we met. It was actually the first person I met. We met at Loughborough University. We were there together and we were on the same corridor in our halls of residence. Um, and 
he was a finalist. I was a fresher. Uh, so he, he went off and graduated and then moved to London and I was doing my thing. And then we always said when we were uh, there, we'd love to do something together, you know, project together, both quite entrepreneurial, I guess, and had done different things, um, you know, off our own back and, and, and running that one of our passions. Oh, there's the dog you, you mentioned. <laughs> Uh, and run, yeah, running he's, got, with, he's got better puns than Marcus, so he's come to join us. I, I looked up and Marcus had gone. And they're, <laughs> they're <laughs> a magic trick. <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened there? Um, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, I just had to sneak off quickly, put something away, so I can yeah. disappear out of shot, and then Sherlock has appeared. <laughs> if you're listening to this on the podcast, that's what happened there. <laughs> Sorry, so, you're saying that you <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, surreal, but fine. Um, uh, yeah, so so look, we, we are both passionate about running. Jamie took a year out after university and did an Ironman and got really into um, doing, uh, did Ironman UK and then did, did a few marathons and really got into his his running. Um, and he did the he did the New York Marathon and he got pretty bad chafing um, during the race. Um, no photos got, of that, thankfully. What, that wasn't what, one that you sent what, me. Blisters or kind of armpit chafing you're talking about. I don't think that's other areas, about. Marcus. But um, you know, you don't want to be chafed. And uh, and 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 he he as he does, you know, he phoned me up and he was like, "Oh, mate, how how was it? How's the race? Like, oh, it was great. I got really bad chafing, and I'd." I had I had thought about like what underwear I was going to wear, you know, for the race, and I was just kind of sticking on my normal underwear. And I looked around the New York Marathon Expo, which I don't know if, if you guys have been over there, but it, you know, it's, it's like London Marathon Expo, huge, you know, huge hall, full of brands and full of products. And he said, I, I literally I couldn't find anything. The only thing I could find was a, a women's pair of hot pants, which I I got. He claims they were a size large, but you know. I didn't realize they'd actually bought those. I thought this was the, the, there was nothing because still out. Um, but but he, you know that it was amazing that in this massive expo hall full of you know probably twenty sock brands and twenty nutrition brands and on all this stuff that there was there was nothing you know for that first layer um, in that area and 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 so we were kind of like oh you know I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if, you know, we could make some and, you know, have a, have a go uh, at, at trying to solve that problem for ourselves um, first. And it, so it, it really did come about as a trying to solve a problem rather than let's start a business, you know, let's make some money. Um, in fact, it's never been about that. It's always been about, you know, uh, from from that that route of, you know, solving solving that problem. And and it was amazing because, um, you know, we we took the the first product in the back of my Vauxhall Corsa, turned up to the London Marathon Expo, um, you know, with all these sort of huge, massive brands, lorries and stuff parked in the uh, in the hall, and then suddenly we were in this little purple Vauxhall Corsa, and uh, and we you know we have a little tiny stand, and we 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 had just some men's briefs and women's briefs and. And, you know, we put them out and um, people were like, oh, you know, walking past, oh, underwear, very good. And then like, actually, I have always thought about, like, what do I wear underneath? Um, let me have a look at them. And then we explained, you know, the whole process. We've been on this two-year mission, traveling all over the world, trying to trying to make this product. And we'd 
we ended up in this um, this really nice uh, factory, family-run factory in Portugal, where they made seamless uh, clothing, and, and we we managed to to make some underwear with with these these guys, and 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 people just got it straight away. They're like, exactly, I know what you're trying to do, and you know, let me try them. And we, it's a four-day expert London, and we were sold out in two days. You know, um, and uh, which was good, but also bad <laughs> because the Friday and Saturday we were kind of just twiddling our thumbs, going, oh, what do we do? Just to, to talk about it. Um, but 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 you know, it was it was just that classic kind of entrepreneurial spirit, runners. You know, we went on this journey together around the world looking to try and make this product whilst, you know, running and doing races. And, you know, it was just a really cool thing to do. And seven years later, we're, you know, down here and it's a, you know, now it's we've got um, 14 of us down here in, in Dorset and, you know, great team of people that are passionate as we are. And, you know, so there's a lot in between those those points. <laughs> as you can imagine but uh you know it, it's it's just a business that's built on passion you know it's it's you you've you've met me uh jen and you know it i'm, I'm a runner I've, I've been running i've joined a club when i was 13 years old at charmwood athletic club in loughborough and uh you know just that's been the you know the biggest part of my life so to be able to get in every day and all I've got to do is make runners more comfortable and, you know, tell people about it. Like it's a privilege to be able to, uh, to get up and do that. Like I'm sure you guys feel with your coaching, you know, it's, it's amazing to be able to do something that you love every day. Um, doesn't feel like work, does it? It's just, you know, it's, it's your passion. So yeah, we're, we're very, very lucky. And what was the plan if Rondaware hadn't been born? What were you doing at university and what were you planning on doing for the rest of your life? Or had it not really worked out at all? <laughs> Do you know, I, I I'm not a kind of guy that has a has that plan. Um, I don't think I would have been able to work for someone. I'm I'm not I'm not a I'm not I don't know if I'm employable. Um, you know, I'm I, I just I would I've always wanted to do something that I'm passionate about. I think it's really important that you do something that um you know you care about because i think then you get the best out of yourself so what were you um, studying when you were there well i have got a really random story i was just thinking whether i mentioned it or not but you know <laughs> what, one one crazy thing that you don't know about me is during when we set up um Rondaware, i just before that i was actually on britain's got talent um and I, <laughs> this is gonna send a tangent and i don't want to just be talking about that but I was, I was doing a little dance show, um, random, very random, with a friend of mine from Loughborough, a comedy dance thing. And I know you're going to ask me to what it is, and you're going to YouTube it. Uh, see us there. But we got, we got, down below. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, we, you know, we got to the semi-finals of Britain's Got Talent. So it was like, it became a thing. And, and then we, we were... We were traveling, you know, all over the world doing um, gigs for for, for, a, for a period of time after that, um, you know, before the next load of people come in and whatever. Um, but it was, you know, it was, that, that, that's what I was doing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's the stop the that, that's I, was <laughs> I was I was biting cardboard masks of celebrities and. Uh, and dancing all over the world to the YMCA and uh, other village people songs. That, that's what pretty much what. What pants were you wearing when you were dancing? Well, <laughs> oh, the latest prototype of Rundle, of course. Um, 
but yeah, no, and and you know, it's um, I'm very proud of it. I started I started off doing that, but uh, busking. So we used to do sort of Covent Garden and the street show, uh, my friend and I, and and then we did the, the the TV thing and and you know managed to you know have a few years uh, out of doing it, and it really helped that start of Runderwear having some financial you know ability to be able to because we weren't paying ourselves anything from underwear you know um so it was you know it was it was able to give us an income whilst um whilst we were you know trying to trying to build this this product range and and tell people about it so you know it's uh yeah not not the most normal story but <laughs> that's brilliant but, but those yeah. skills are so transferable aren't they from being in the arts you know for the hard work you've got to put in you know, like that busking, giving that time up, that kind of real energy needed to be successful in the arts is so similar to the energy needed to be successful in a business as well, isn't it? Is that like you say, it's that passion? That's yeah, and, so I, important and, and that's where being being a runner comes in as well. You know, like I, c- I couldn't have the discipline doing what we do day to day if I wa- if I hadn't been running since I was thirteen years old. You know, I, I I'm sure you guys feel the same, but I owe so much to running with the way I am as a person, you know, and ha- and the, the coaches that gave up time when you're 13, 14 to install that in you, like, you know, we meet at the park on a Sunday morning at nine o'clock every week and your friends are all off doing something else, but you, you're there and we're on, the, we're on the track on a Monday and Wednesday night, 6.30, like be there and, you know, that kind of discipline. And then as it progressed and my running progressed, it was, you know, you're getting up and you're running before school and you're doing these things that, that just creates that kind of, yeah, that disciplined approach to, and structured approach to to everything that you're doing, and and yeah, just just got to keep turning up, you know. As I say, all the the guys here, you know, it's just like running, you know, it's it's consistency, isn't it? It's just it's just keep turning up every day. You don't have to be, you know, have a great just one great week. You've just got to just keep turning up and doing a little bit, little bit more, a little bit better each week, and. And gradually, um, over time, that gets it. And, and that's the same with business and the same approach with Runderway. You know, we're not trying to, you know, be a multi-huge business uh, straight away. It's, it's it, it, you know, it's one step at a time. It's just keep turning up every day and doing our best and and making the best products we can. And and hopefully people will appreciate, you know, their, that effort and, you know, they'll, they'll enjoy their running a little bit more because of what we're doing. So, you know, it's... Um, yeah, running and, and and like you say that that dancing that discipline is is really important, especially when you you start leading a business and and having other people within the business as well. Yeah, good. And tell us a little bit about why underwear pants are necessary for running. <laughs> why do we need them? What's special about them? Well, you know, for me and Jamie, when we first started talking about it, a lot of it was. You know the inner lining in shorts, in men's shorts. You know, Marcus will know this. I mean, it is terrible. Like it's it's a kind of loose fitting, awful add-on part of the short, which has no real support or benefit to the man. Um, it's just there in a short, and it used to it used to just wind me up. I was like, honestly, like you you get these shorts, you pay all these money for this amazing like outer like layer, and it's really light and this and that and the other. And they put this really crap liner on it. And we were like, oh, is, it, is this 
honestly, is this the best that we can do as a, as a running community? It doesn't make any sense. And then also, you know, that that's where on the, the material's not great. There's lots of seams on it because the way it's having to be onto the onto the shore. So you're then getting the potential rubbing for a lot of people. They do get it, you know, that rubbing and chafing of the seams against the, the skin, especially when you get hot, you know, and you're sweating. So it just it just seemed a bit crazy. And so when we were thinking about, right, what what could we do? Seamless, you know, having as little seams or as little connections and having, you know, one piece of material was always our aim because seams did seem to be the big problem you know for, for most people and when we you know we were members uh, at the time we were members at serpentine running club because we were in london and we'd go on like uh, the wednesday night you know club run and you know pictures of us you know at a, sitting at a bench in the um, leisure center just sending people out with different pants to go and you know run in and then they'd come back and they'd be like yes this material and this material and you know so you know, it was really organic the way it went about. But the thinking from a male perspective initially was that. And then speaking to um, female friends at the club, it was about wearing something under the leggings that, you know, leggings were like becoming more and more popular and like whether it was Capri leggings or leggings themselves. And some people were going commando. But again, with those leggings, the, the risk is, as, as you know, on most of them, there's so many seams all over them that you have that risk of that abrasion against the skin. So that kind of protective layer that's, you don't really feel like you've got underwear on. It's very light. It's, it's um, you know, it, it's very thin, but you, you have that protective layer against the skin where the seams from that outer legging or short isn't going to rub against the, the skin and, and cause that, that friction. So, you know, that, that was the kind of thinking behind it. And, the, uh, and it, you know, it's pretty simple when you think about it and, um, going about trying to make them. <laughs> yeah, Adrian Orange says he, um, he, he rips the liners I think I used to at, cut at, some out of his shorts. This is a complete, complete waste. And I, I agree with some shorts. I, I mean, going back in, in the 90s, <laughs> showing my age here. Are we talking a, about that a, green as pair as that as you have runner. upstairs? <laughs> Well, I mean, back in back in the in the in the 90s, we used to just have three-inch split shorts. You didn't get like the trail shorts you get now. Um, but we did, as you quite rightly say, the only kind of thermal underwear you might be got was Heddy Hansen, um, which did have a windproof section at the front. Which you know you might maybe we can talk about that later at the end. But in the winter, like that bit of Pertex at the front of those were amazing. Um, but I would wear three-inch split shorts under under tights. Because it was the only thing to give me some support and was kind of wickable or breathable to a degree, which was better than kind of cotton underwear. And I must have had like some ruckles maybe in the in the tights. I probably looked great from behind. Um, but yeah, there was literally nothing I, I could find. So it was just wear running shorts under tights to give you some level of support and stop any kind of chafing. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, for some people, they'd get away with that, and some people that you know, really do suffer from chafing and problems in that area would not get away with it. Mm. You know, there just wasn't anything out there. And, you know, there's, 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 there's lots of brands that do, um, boxers and pants and, and brief, you know, briefs and whatever, but the 99.9% of them have got seams all over them anyway. So it kind of like, it negates the point of, of 
you know protecting you anyway so mm. you know it, it, yeah it's it, it was a strange and I, and I i remember those shorts uh i'm old enough just about to remember those those really short shorts markers you have to get maybe get them out for the podcast that <laughs> i think i think i've got a picture of me running around with charm with track and a pair of nike three split socks at the yeah, yeah, three thousand meter champs you know it's funny my um my parents <laughs> Uh, a few months ago they dropped a load of uh, old sort of stuff from from my house to sort out and I just to, just this morning actually put in my old pair of Loveborough purple shorts in the wash because they just <laughs> sat in the loft for 10 years 15 years or whatever and uh, they are so short um, <laughs> I can't even imagine how when and how I got away with wearing them <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy uh, purple Ron Hill. And I don't know if you should be allowed to mention other brands during this, but I think they're Reebok actually. <laughs> Reebok sponsored um, kit back uh, when I was at like, no, Retro I'm... running chat now. <laughs> yeah, but I know what fashion's like. Give it another kind of Do 10 you? years. Wow. Well, you know how fashions come round, not like exactly. I'm not sure those short shorts are going to come round. I'm sure, you know, well, the footballers are always, their kit's changing, aren't they? Going from long shorts to short shorts and stuff like that. So maybe in 10 years' time, kind of 2030, I'll be digging out my, my kind of three inch split shorts oh, and be gosh. kind of setting the trend. Just keep maybe. them up. <laughs> <laughs> Elastic might go in them by then, though. Who knows? Well, we're going to have to make like really, really small underwear by then. <laughs> Just go under the three inch shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, moving swiftly on, I, I think before. Well, I'm going to move on to. Small underwear for what No, I I'm going to move on to bras now. Oh, okay. How did chat. you get into making bras? Like, why, how did like two well, blokes end up. Were you hanging around that park? Uh, in... Hannah, Hannah's <laughs> also already asked us to uh, please keep the short, shorts <laughs> hidden away, guys. Um, yeah. so, uh, so, how did you. Um, branch out into bras when I don't think you you or Jamie would wear them for running yourself no um, no thank you uh, no not thanks for that was a good compliment um, <laughs> uh, yes. uh, do you know what it, we've always been customer led uh, Jen to be honest um, everything's everything we've done has been you know for anybody that follows us and who's on our database and talks to us on our social channels will know that you know, if we're doing a new color, we ask our customers, what color do you want? Like, what products do you want? I don't think we've ever made a product that Jamie and I have just sat around and gone, oh, do you know what? We should do that. It's just been, you know, people have emailed and gone, hey, guys, have you ever thought about doing a longer version of the boxer short? Well, no, but OK, let's let's have a look at that. Or uh, in this instance, it was from our female uh, customers who said, look, we absolutely love the attention to detail and everything you've put into the underwear and the socks that you make. Um, have you, you know, could, could you consider doing a bra? We, we don't feel there's a, a bra brand that is really focused on, again, um, the aspect of support whilst, you know, the chafe element to it. And, the, you know, and you hear horror stories about, you know, really bad chafing uh, from, from bras um for people so it's just something that we 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 then you know we we had a team by that point uh, very fortunate of having some some uh female members of the team who who could lead this uh and and again it was a two and a half years of development till we launched our first bra we don't just you know we don't just do it and then that's it and it was you know literally so many iterations um 
and and we bought out our original bra and then it was right okay we need a, a more supportive bra for for larger sizes so the easy on bra came out uh, about a year and a half ago but like there you know we we sampled and we worked with um i think i think Jamie was like the last count. We had 120 women that had worn the bra, tried it, feedback, you know, everything we've done. We don't have a huge product range. And the, the reason being is because we take a time and make sure that when we launch it, it's right. And it's, you know, it's, it's great. And I just think the bra thing, you know, personally, I think the, the bra, looking at the bra world for running, speaking to, to female runners, just really un, under serviced and kind of, I don't think females have been really looked after in that area. You know, it's such an it's such an important piece of of the wardrobe for a female runner, and and there's lots of brands, but I, they're all the same, and they they're not really thinking. It's it, you can tell that it's just like it's not. Oh, the the chat is that we've got a new color. It's not like we've got a new development to try and help. It's like oh, look at our new color this spring. You know, like oh, great, but. Tell me about what kind of functionality changes you're making and, you know, where's your marginal gains kind of approach to, to trying to help female runners stay chafree and, and support it. So, you know, that, that kind of annoyed me. Um, I get annoyed by, you know, problems that need to be solved. Um, and so we just, you know, we just did the same thing as we did with the underwear. We just, you know, designed, developed, looked at what was good and bad and, traveled all over the place and 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 eventually you know made our products and really proud of them and you know we're it's not what we're known for yet you know the underwear is 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 um you know a big big part of it but i'm really proud of the reviews that it gets and um the press that it's got you know recently and uh you know we're gonna we're gonna have another bra that we launch next year as well which will sit in between the two um, in terms of kind of specific size range, but one of the one of the big things about us is you know we offer and it's hard when you're a small business, um, but we offer 63 sizes of bra. You know, um, it's an incredible amount of inventory to hold when you're. you're busy. It's um, quite bewildering when you're a woman and you don't really. <laughs> I just stick with the crop tops. I must admit. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> The fitting of it is the mo- is the hardest thing to get right, especially as we're a predominantly internet-based business. So, you know, getting that virtual fitting thing right is is something that we throw a lot of energy into. Um, and, you know, we offer free, you know, bra fitting packs and we send out to them and we have videos and we we'd really try and help because, you know, the majority of people just don't know their right bra size. You know, no. they, they... I have a variety. <laughs> varies so much and um yeah so uh you know do do get it regularly retested if you are listening and you you're you're looking for a new bra you know uh get it retested as regularly as you can and and um and you can do that yourself that you know we've got a virtual fitting tool that at least can give you an indication and then when you can uh, get fitted properly maybe an event in the future um like we're doing we're doing a lot of fitting uh when when we can go to the national running show we're going to be doing uh we've got a bar where we're going to have multiple uh professional fitters there um really just getting everyone to fit and, and getting them into the right fit bra uh for them so it's just yeah it's it's a big thing bra it's a big challenge but hey why not take it on 
Yeah, it's an important part. Jessica um, Ward, um, who's watching us live, says it only takes her three miles to get chafing from a shock absorber, which is another make of sports bra, isn't it? And she actually prefers a non-sports bra, like a, sh- a sleep um, bra. So again, it's that kind of branching out, isn't it? Trying different things, like I was saying before with pants. So yeah, I, I think uh, as male runners, we kind of, we don't think about that kind of thing, do we? No, because like, yeah, runners, like one of the worst things i've had is in the long ultras like particularly when you're going for like over a day and stuff i've just had where my heavy pack is sits on my bra just rubs there so that's why i use the crop tops because they don't have that fastening which would sit where your pack is which is the problem with other bras yeah and, and it's actually some people we we sell a seamless crop top and that's you know, the one that i use yeah something that people will sometimes even put under a bra if they need that extra support um i don't think it's it, you know that shouldn't be the solution and we should be able to design and develop and make a bra that is able to do both things and that's what we do with our easy on bra i i, I believe with you know the feedback that we get um but the crop top for for uh less support needed is is perfect because it's it's made like our underwear it's seamless it's made on a you know so how seamless is made it's made in a 360 degree motion so it's circular knitting and then connected at the bottom so it's just one piece of fabric um which you know, obviously eliminates you know the seams that you would have ordinarily on a cut and sew uh type type product and 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 you know maybe we get into it but also obviously saves a hell of a lot of waste of fabric uh when you're just making one piece of material as opposed to you know just cutting out from a long piece of fabric and then just chucking away the waste um so you know there's there's lots of benefits to it but yeah um uh, the seamless crop top is, is is really ideal in that that sort of scenario and then you got socks coming up as as well when did because i i think i read somewhere that that was actually like a family business is socks um but they weren't your first products is that something that you've come into well, after we, as we were de- actually as we were developing runderwear we launched uh, socks we called it run breeze socks uh, so it's now all oh done. now i understand that picture with some yeah. sock in a hazard sign on. <laughs> you look like you've stolen a computer <laughs> You've got an iMac under your arm. I had just stolen that from another larger brand uh, stand, no. Uh, Excellent. um, Doing well at a trade show. That's always an important bit. What can I get out of this? An iMac will do nicely. Yeah, thank you very much Um, Yeah, to that large brand. Um, uh, No, it it was socks. My granddad made socks. So my, my granddad post... I'm from Leicester. Leicester is was the centre of hosiery uh, in in the UK, and um, my my granddad, you know, post uh, World War Two, uh, he was a knitter, you know, so working a, a knitting machine for 50 years of his working life. Um, and then my dad uh, took an apprenticeship uh, within the same place, and 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 has and still works in socks today, um, and is 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 Mr. Socks really. He doesn't he he kind of he does a lot of uh, uh, projects within socks now but he's he what 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 he doesn't know about socks is 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 very well nothing really he's he is uh that is his thing and he's so passionate about it so when we first decided we were going to do it we saw oh, you know we'll do so as we were developing the underwear, we we uh my 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 dad actually designed um our first sock which was our anti-blister sock our double layer sock which is still going today and is our most popular sock that we sell 
um and yeah so we were very i was very lucky to have him be able to support us uh with the with the socks and 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 help us you know design and develop and have that kind of years that decade of experience behind him um and and you know he's he's active and did london marathon a few years ago and you know he so he's he's fully aware of what we need as runners as well so combine that with all that knowledge and uh yeah we're very very proud of our sock range um and it means a lot to me because um you know having my sort of granddad and and dad both in that in it's quite funny though i do i do remember one time going back in the car from training and we were i don't know arguing about something as you do when you're a teenager arguing with your parents and i was like i will never ever work in socks <laughs> and i I can I can remember where we were pulling in the, on our estate where we live. I can remember the road. I remember the exact moment. It must have been like right. My brain must have gone. Trust me, you need to store this. <laughs> You'll need this later on. This moment, but I can still see it now. Um, coming back from a, a track night um, at maybe fifteen or something, and just just sort of having that um, chat and uh, yeah. Here we are. Thanks, <laughs> well, I mean, Je- Je- Jessica Ward, who was, uh, oh, that's the wrong quote coming up there. Um, Jessica Ward has asked, is there a, a museum of your granddad's sock business or is there a museum <laughs> dedicated in Leicester anywhere we can kind of go in Leicester? Um, you know we've, uh, um, we've got a few things. Uh, my granddad actually passed away last year. Um, oh, sorry and, to hear that. Um, we've got a few, a few things you know, from, but, you know, to do so, like, that just doesn't happen anymore, does it? 50 <laughs> years, the same thing. Like, it's, it's, I just admire it. Like, that, that just for me blows my mind. Um, you know, he was knitting socks, walking up and down all day, looking after his row of machines for his whole working life. I think, I think they don't make them like that anymore. Um, uh, you know, it's, it is a dream of mine. Um, I would love to just have three or four machines somewhere where we could make in the UK um, and, you know, be able to then go, you know, straight in and do that and then set that kind of up. So we've got some of the things from my granddad and my dad and whatever, and just kind of put it on the wall and the pictures in Leicester. It would be really cool. Um, I would love to do it. Maybe, maybe one day I'll be able to. <laughs> we've got a question from Ben um, about the socks saying, any plans to make socks with separate toes? Hmm. Well, there is a couple of one particular and a couple of brands that do that very well. And, um, you know, I think early on in Run Breeze, what we learned was it's good. It's, it's not so good to be good at everything. It's better to be the best at something. Um, and I think there is already, you know, a couple of people out that are very good on it. So how, how do you improve that? you know that that thing i think you know you'll hear what i've said so far is all been about improving things like the crap lining in shorts and the, the there's absolutely no there was no underwear for us runners to wear and the bra you know industry letting down women when it comes to chafing um so i i think everything we've always done has been about solution and, and trying to find solutions so at the moment it's not in our plans we have other socks that are in our plans um, we want to develop our merino range particularly. Um, it's my my favourite sock. It's uh, we do do a merino sock, and it's I just wear it all the time for everything. So I would love to develop um, develop you know that 
that more and we've got you know a good product range uh, line on, on socks but that's not on the uh, on the list at the moment unless there is um you know we look at it at some point and we think we can make that even better then uh we'll leave that for those guys I've got, I've got a business idea because <laughs> one of the things that that women complain about is using heart rate monitors with bras could we have an inbuilt one <laughs> i've just moved to a heart rate sensor on my arm because it just doesn't work with a bra is what i found so that was just my little <laughs> request should have waited it was off air and then, <laughs> everybody else is now hearing oh, this no. okay going, I was oh, doing, hang on a second i was asking yeah. it for the women out there that are struggling yeah, yeah. <laughs> looked at it already and it's something that you know as we develop our bra range will certainly be um be looking at i think the difficulty with that maybe is that the, the technology of heart rate is going more and more closer to the wrist at the moment um so i, I still wear a you know a strap around the chest but but a lot of people are relying on uh the kind of wrist you know the i think all the new kind of watches now wrist-based heart rates aren't they and I don't think it's as accurate, but it's um, it's certainly that they're certainly yeah, not our coaching clients. <laughs> we don't like them. It's not. It's, yeah, I try and stir people away from it because it's just not that accurate. It's using an infrared beam rather than an actual electrical no, impulse, which chest strap I mean, does. But it is frustrating because I've got I've got have got one that does it, and uh, you know I've, I've switched back now to using this because I, I I do a lot of training on heart rate. You know, all my easy runs, I'm trying like. I try and do, you know, keep in my the right zones to make sure I'm running as easy as possible. Brilliant. And I go out with my with the wrist one, and it's like, I'm I know I'm not, but it's like you know, your heart rate's at 160. I'm like, I see, I'm literally I could, like, if I go any less, I'm not running. Like, I, I, like, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. We had a question about when you were was it about the running show um, further down? I think. Oh, did you? Did we not have that question from the Facebook one? I think it was saying when you were um, like headlining, is it at the running show or was it at the London Marathon Expo? I can't remember which one it was. Um, but you kind of went from this very small company to suddenly doing some pretty high profile events. So somebody had asked how that felt. I, uh, I'm wondering if they mean doing the blogger awards, whether we where mm. we respond. Sorry, I thought we had the question up, but my technical <laughs> assistant hasn't said that one. <laughs> You know, I think I think just but the, the the point of the question is how has it changed? I guess, um, and I, it's I don't think it really does. Yes, you know you, you you're 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 selling more uh, underwear and and socks, but ultimately, you know the the aim every day is to improve the product and get people passionate about it. So it's not. Yes, there's you know there's more there's there's more people involved and there's you know certainly bigger things in terms of you know structure of everything and all of those sort of things and all the bitch have to do but the spirit is the same so you know and we try and keep that spirit the same as long as as long as we can you know I mean what what was cool is not like everybody that, that works with us down here you know they um, a lot of them are not runners uh, or weren't runners you know we don't just em employ runners um, but 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 they they have all become runners you know because i think that kind of passion for it and enthusiasm for it just rubs off on people you know so like the virtual 10k that we did at the weekend we had uh five of our team which is not big but five of them just did their first ever 10k like on sunday and that's 
that's probably the coolest thing, you know, for me and, and Jamie is actually seeing those people, you know, going off and doing a 10K. And we, when we're able to work in the office, we do, a, you know, a runch where we go off and run together. And, you know, so it's just nothing's massively changed, whether it's, you know, it used to be me and Jamie going off and doing a runch. Now it's me, Jamie and a few other people, you know, in, in non-COVID times. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's... You know, maybe things change as you get a little bit as you get bigger, but I don't, as long as our culture remains the same and, and our intentions of what we're trying to do, um, then, then I think that's the most important thing. And has kind of, for last year, obviously with lockdown and the COVID situation, has that changed? Obviously, the way you've done a lot of business, have you seen a change in kind of how the business has been run and also just that upshot of what's happened to your business? Yeah, I mean, a bit. A big part of our business, because we're we're predominantly direct to our customers, is going to events. Mm. And I think we've all missed events. Whether it's having something in the diary to aim for ourselves personally, um, or just to see people, you know, from the community that you see, and to meet new people. And event events has always been a big part of of our journey. You know, I sent you guys some pictures. Mm. Of Oh, sorry, Sherlock. That's Sherlock. <laughs> event, you know, and and, and yeah, you know that was a the... big part of, of starting starting this is word of mouth, going to these events, turning up, and one of me and Jamie would run, and the other one would not run and stay at the stand, and then we take it in turns the following weekend. So uh, events has been a big part, not being able to go to events uh, for us. But yeah, you just you just you know you you have to adapt, don't you? You have to be agile and doing these virtual runs and getting involved. And, you know, the first lockdown, we did a, um, a 60 day challenge where I went live at home in my lounge with my family every day. No, that was way too tidy to be your lounge. <laughs> every day at nine o'clock. With his, with um, and, and we just did that every day for 60 days, you know, every single day, weekends, you know, and you talked earlier about that consistency, that relentlessness, that kind of just keep going and keep turning up and, you know, that you know so that there were things that we can do and you know we we said to the team soon to happened let's focus on the things we can control not the things we can't stay positive people are running let's help and support the best ways we can and we know how to and um and that was it be positive uh, yeah i mean i I did see some of the 60 day challenge and I must admit I did not do the whole 60 days because that is way too hardcore for me. <laughs> Where did, are you, Have you got a background as a personal trainer? Yeah, so I had, me and Jamie were both personal training as well when we were, um, you know, doing Rondaware because, you know, it, it takes ages till you can, you know, eventually be able to, um, you know, pay the bills. So uh, we were personal training, I was dancing, you know, we're doing all sorts, anything we could to try and, you know, just follow follow what we were doing, follow our, our passion. Um, so yeah, personal training, uh, I've, I've been very lucky, uh, you know, to personal train some incredible people that have become good friends, but also athletes and from different things, not necessarily runners, but you know, tennis players, footballers. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been able to have a good varied approach to health and fitness, um, which, which, is, which has been great. And if I can help pass that on a little bit, 
um, on the kind of strength and conditioning side of things to support runners than 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 I always do. And the sixty day challenge is good, but sixty days is a long time actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, kind of talking about it just before we went on to lockdown with uh, a couple of the team, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I reckon, yeah, that sounds good." And then it kind of like like day thirty. Like, <laughs> and these, I think they're still on YouTube, but this wasn't like just a ten-second routine. These were quite That's long true. videos. You set up, set the standard quite high. Kids would come in and jump <laughs> on you, and like it, you know, it was just normal. But you know, that kind of first lockdown, there was there was almost there was that spirit. I think it's. It's harder now, isn't it? We're in the bleak midwinter. Come and... on, we need a dance, 60-day dancing from you. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I think my, my dancing days are maybe done. Uh, but uh, never, but sure you never know. You never know. <laughs> We've got a question from Guy. He says, a few years ago, you helped support the celebrities running in their underwear to promote body image. Um, are you going to support more campaigns like that in the future? And I would say that's one thing that I've always found about Rundlewear is that it's very diverse in the ambassadors that you have and the people that you're supporting. Yeah, I, I mean, that was uh, the, the uh, Bryony Gordon, uh, who is um, an incredible uh, person. Um, and, and, you know, her and her friend Jada, who is a, a plus-size model, incredibly... Uh, beautiful very successful um uh they they did the london marathon and they wanted to do it in underwear to you know promote that that you know um anybody can do it you know anybody can go and run and you know we threw ourselves really behind it and supported them and then that uh, then the following year they did this celebrate you campaign um which was at the vitality 10k in london and we we supported people. We made uh, so you could come onto the website and, and buy the underwear, and then we would print on the back, you know, kind of the message you wanted on the bum. Um, that came from J Jamie. Used to always do that. He, he still does. He, he did comrades and whatever. He he always wears just underwear, and he'll put a little message on the printed on the on the back. I've got what, what, oh, one no. of the patrons <laughs> on the Facebook group, um, John Avery. Um, Hopefully he doesn't mind us quickly sharing his photo, but he ended up doing parkrun once in, in, in his underwear, and I'll cover it up very quickly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he kind of turned up, I think, forgot said, to pack his shorts. He said he left his... his shorts at home, and it was a hot summer day, and he should have <laughs> taken the T-shirt off too. <laughs> but but well, apparently it encouraged some of the female runners to a PB. <laughs> I don't know if that's running know. away or, or behind him. Chasing uh, him. No, yeah. but it, it, it is something that's really important to me because, um, you know, we are, you know, we are, although I, I've, I've, I've experienced the elite side of running personally and been around um, that, you know, love brewer and in my younger uh, running days, you know, what I've seen through underwear is the power of running. And, as, you know, I said, mentioned it about the team here and, you know, that kind of, that feeling of success it doesn't have to be a sub 30 minute 10k it can be a sub hour and a half 10k it doesn't matter but that you know that whatever anyone's goals is it's really important and i think as a i think as a running brand it's really important that we do that and that's why we offer so many sizes we i, I can tell you right now the bras that we offer and all those sizes up to a h cup and we'd like to do more eventually that nearly really affected us financially like really did but I, I was not happy to be able to just go oh no 
like some brands would do you know i'm just going to do up to an e-cup and then everyone else can you know sorry not not interested because i'm not going to sell that many that's not what we're about you know um so that's why we've made those decisions i think it's really important i don't you know i'm, I'm big believer in uh you know uh, the the power of running and anybody can do it so you know why if i believe that why would i why should i then make you know underwear and, and bras that we people can't get and use like it doesn't make sense so you know we try our best obviously we can always do more but it is hard you know we we will try and do j and you know go up in the cups and try and do larger sizes and uh but you, you know you've got to be able to keep putting the lights on as well so you know but we will you know our pledge is always to 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 try and push that um as much as much as we can and i think i think we all should like it's you know the worst thing is when you see those stories of like people you know when i hear online or you know felt really self-conscious about it and yeah i just think like everybody's been a beginner you know when i turned up you know to the track when i was 13 i was I didn't know anything about it. Like we're all, we're all beginners at one point. It doesn't matter. Uh, and actually I think all of us that have been around the industry and about running for a long time should be the ones that are helping encourage the people. Cause we know what it was like to be beginners and, and take those first steps. So, you know, I think that it'll always, um, it'll always, as long as I'm, I'm here, um, it'll always be a big, big part of what we do. And you touched on a little bit there about your running and, um so can you just give us a little bit of background about how long you kept your running up for what you're doing now and things and how much yeah. was it mixed with dancing <laughs> yeah. i'm expecting yeah next time at your finish line i'm expecting something yeah. quite special yeah, we give a tom evans salute <laughs> we we want the, the rich edmunds dance um yeah so my my running like i say started at 13 i joined charmed athletic club it was um I had an injury playing rugby, uh, couldn't play for the rest of the season. And, and somebody in my school, uh, a girl in my class, uh, was was part of Charmwood. And her dad said, look, I'll, I'd ran a few cross-country races and, and shown some talent for it, you know, without doing running. Um, and he, he'd sort of been there and he said, look, listen, why don't you come with us if you can't do contact sports for six months? Why don't you, um, why don't you come down and, and have a go? And I never went back to it you know i just uh got a really good group of friends there straight away fantastic coach um and uh you know it was just i just think running's like it's an individual sport but actually from a club level there's so much like camaraderie and we, we used to do these you know the the young athletes league and you go on the bus together to all over the midlands and you'd turn up and it was unbelievably sponsored by mcdonald's back then which was <laughs> bizarre but you know you'd go to these events and you know and even then like I, I was you know getting quite serious about it and running then english schools and you know that kind of level into counties and and doing quite well but i would still if they needed filling in i'd go and do the pole vault you know or like have a go or go and do the long jump do you know what I mean? if you didn't have anybody to do it or like yeah stick me in the relay oh i used to do shot put and 800 <laughs> meters and all sorts let's just pause that for a minute just, so what was that doing the pole that that to me i mean i used to rock climb but doing a pole vault just seems absolutely kind of bob scary because you're going to be at the end of a pole and if you don't fall the right way you're going to end up landing on not a nice big mat how high were you doing the pole vault at what was this this is I did my PB was two meters 50, which is 
not f- just above the world record for the high jump. So it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say something else there, but okay, yeah. That's the, doesn't... Team, the team manager was like, you know, oh, you know, we need a couple of people just to get a point. You know, it'll help if we just get a point. Or we might get more because not not anybody had pole vault was really very rarely. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll have a go. You know, a couple, a couple of lessons down, obviously a couple of bruises, but a couple of lessons and just about get over the opening height. And that was it. And then I'd walk away and get ready for my 1500. Uh, but yeah, I was, I, I was doing 800, 1500 um, and you know, just really, and then cross country in, in the winter. Uh, and then, and then, um, you know, did the kind of, uh, went through the, the system. So like say English schools and three A's and, uh, all those, all those sort of things. And then went to Loughborough, um, to, to, to mainly to run, you know, to, to do my degree, but it was, it was running. And, um, I'd met, um, George Gandhi, uh, mm. who, who recently passed away an incredible, um, coach who'd been coaching at Loughborough for years and had helped support it. Seb Coe and Paula and all these amazing athletes through through Loughborough. And he'd met me the year before uh, when I was at Charnwood because obviously I was using the same track uh, and, you know, it encouraged me to, to come to Loughborough and, you know, join the group and, um, you know, just met some incredible people. I, 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 I roomed uh, with a guy called Chris Parr who is still running today very, very quick and is uh, an incredible guy. And friends like Chris Thompson, who's gone on and done, uh, you know, incredible things in running and, you know, training with these guys day in, day out, um, was just, was, was great. But I just think, you know, from me, my, my perspective, um, you know, I could see the difference between a Chris Thompson, uh, dedication, uh, to me, I've always been so interested in so many things, you know, so, you know, he, he could train and then just go and chill out all day and then, train in the evening whereas i'd be like right bouncing off the walls what's next like what are we doing and so you know my my recovery periods were never quite as good as uh, anyone else is just enthusiastic about other things as well um but no just just loved it and i you know i ran I, I think you know ran pretty good times and uh you know did 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 some great stuff and managed to go to booster and represent loveborough and do all those things and uh you know just just really enjoyed um just really enjoyed it but then post university um i was, I was obviously dancing and mo- moved to london and doing all those things and started rundewear and in london when i lived in london i found running a lot harder you know in central london because i kind of i lived you know I'd, I'd go around the parks and stuff but it it didn't you know i'm from a place where i could go out and run through the woods and run off road in trails and you know beautiful i, I love beacon hill and swivelham woods yeah bradgate park i mean i yeah. i i grew up two miles from bradgate park so you know every run would be around that area it's a very famous place for people running around that area in loveborough and you know so i'd grew up there and and then suddenly being in kind of the city um that running you're stopping at every road every traffic light you know it kind of it just pulled the enthusiasm away and also I'd been competitive and I and I felt like I wasn't going to be at that level anymore so I needed a change so I I I kind of ran a bit and I did a bit of uh, CrossFit as well I actually opened a CrossFit gym in London um and I so I, I I kind of got involved in 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 that and you know running was always there and I'd still be doing the odd park run and races but it was kind of like, you know, I'm not going to be as fast as I was, so I need a break from it. 
whereas now my goals have changed, you know, and, and actually a couple of years ago, we moved down here three years ago into Dor to Dorset and, um, and, 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 uh, my wife and I took up triathlon, you know, coming down, she was an ex swimmer. I, I was an ex runner and I couldn't swim. So that was, a, you know, I love a challenge. So I've, I've learned how to swim and, and it's a great place down here. We've got the Perbex and the beach and you can run and we can go cycling and swim in the sea or, you know, when it's, when it's a bit warmer and, you know, so it's, it's a great place to, to be able to do triathlon and train, train for that. Um, so we're both, uh, we're both now, you know, just kind of balancing our training, but you know, your goals change, don't they? And, uh, you know, I, I ran at the weekend and, I, uh, and that's the fastest I've ran a 10 K for maybe 10 years. And I, I'm, I'm now at the point where I'm really happy with my time, you know, whereas maybe a couple of years after finishing love for, I was like, Oh my God, what did I just run? You know? Whereas now I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. You know, I'm, I'm genuinely really pleased, um, with my times and, and, you know, I can set goals again and reset them. Um, so I, my running journey has been kind of weird cause it's gone from like really trying to be a runner to, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not, uh, quite at that level. So I do all different things. And now I'm like, Oh, I really want to try and improve again. Um, and, and it's also, like I say, it's being around the team and, you know, we've got some fantastic people in the team that all love running and they just get, you know, they, right, we're going out for a run. Let's go. Um, You've got some really nice places to run. I was very surprised at how beautiful the coast was on Dorset. I knew it was beautiful, but I realised how hilly it was. I thought I was going to miss the hills, but I actually managed to find quite a lot of hills within the first few miles. So where's your favourite yeah. places for running near you? Well, the Purbex, I think, you know, the kind of trail run I mentioned to you, I think, um, just be before we started, but uh, the Maverick um, the Maverick Race Series has some fantastic races. They're based down here. Um, ben, I give him a shout out from from Maverick. Um, he's a great guy, and actually, I, I see him because our kids are at the same primary school, so I see him on the school run, and I'm like, oh, when are the events going to start again? And, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's asking the same question as well. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah it's really they, they, those guys do some fantastic events around here in places like the New Forest, um, as well as well as the Purbex. Um, they're just brilliant. Um, actually, uh, you know all of those areas i've really got into that trail running off-road you know uh just going out for a run especially I, I don't know if you guys have done much through the new forest but you know it's just great it's just there's just miles and miles of trail to go and do and um yeah it's on the doorstep and we're you know we're very very lucky to uh to live here and but you know it was the same in, in like you mentioned marcus Braggett park and that's still my favorite place in the world to run that <laughs> I was just going to ask you about like if you managed to do any races or runs when you were traveling for years with Runderwear, but you're just going to tell me that it was best in Loughborough. <laughs> I'm, I'm so Leicester-fied, so <laughs> Richard Evans is proud to be a fox here. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, no, it, we did. And, you know, we've, I've ran with Jamie all over the place, you know, trying to whether it's in the, in Asia or in Europe, we've everywhere we've gone, it's have trainers will run. And, mm. you know, everywhere we've gone, it's been a big part of our stories. You know, we go off and we do our, do our runs together and we find a race and we do it. You know, Jamie was on a trip um, 
uh, sourcing some fabric uh, a couple of years ago and did the uh, an ultra in Hong Kong. Um, really good, good ultra there. You know, so, you know, we're always, you know, if we're going away... <laughs> Um, we're, we're looking for a race, you know, like we're looking for something. To you sure it's not like look for a race and then fit in some work? <laughs> I mean, it may, may, it may look like that sometimes. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it, 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 it might, the dates might change of when we need to go. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got, we've got somebody tuned in from California. Tim Brennan said yeah, hello was... from California. So, you know, you might want to start thinking about trying to get... They were advancing into America, kind of breaking into there because uh, well, we, they're tuning we, into we, this. We just start. We just took on our first person in America, so ah. uh, starting start of January. Um, so you know, it's we've been there. We've done the New York Marathon Expo as Rundaway in Boston, and it was great. And you know, there's certainly exactly the same feelings amongst runners there that you know this they need this is a great solution. So we've been wearing hot pants. They kind of fed yeah. up with the hot pants. In California, mate, it's a bit warmer, isn't it? <laughs> it's certainly where we've been so far on the East Coast. You know, New York. We've done Chicago and Boston, and we've we've represented Rundaway at those expos. And you know, the the reaction was the same as it was at the start when we started in in London. It was, you know, yeah, tell me about it because I do have this issue, and and I'd like to see if you can solve it. So, you know, it's 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 early, very early days, but we're very excited. Um, to, to do that and uh, you know to help you know um, runners runners in the US uh, as, as we do here we just actually going back to your triathlons we did have one question from Chloe Mason um, she says I love underwear both the bra and the bottoms wouldn't go back to anything else so happy customer you don't need to sell it to her there but she said she wanted to pick your triathlete brain on what distance or particular triathlon would be good for a first go at a triathlon with a road bike um, does she need to do a bike race first or does it matter? How did you get into that? Did you just kind of throw yourself in? <laughs> the usual Richard, I thought it was just like straight into it, wasn't it, Richard? From what well, I'm hearing. I will tell you how bad it was. <laughs> Genuinely nearly drowned. Um, so we went, we did, there's a, there's a race called the Salty Sea Dog down here, which is a great name for a I, I think you need a bit more Dorset accent when you say that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Salty Sea Dog, <laughs> and it's, it's it's down it's down here. They have three three races a year. Uh, one at the start of June, July, and August, and it's uh, just off of Boscombe Pier, which is just the other side of Bournemouth. Um, and it's a sprint or a half, you know, a half sprint or a, a sprint, which is you know perfect. So when we decided to do it, you know, we we got up in the morning, went down, and it was only really like we kind of I'd borrowed a wetsuit and we had you know a couple of just normal bike so you don't need to go and get everything to do it you know just to try it and see if you enjoy it and i would advise that you do just do get the basics together and try and do it and see what you think because it's a very expensive sport if you do get into it um so you know i we we went down and and my my wife is like i say she's next swimmer There's like 250 people in this race and we go off in the sea and it's it's reasonably rough day and um and i just kind of remember sitting on the beach do you know what i can't really swim like i, I know like i can i can sort of swim but like I, actually could i swim 750 meters in the sea and it was only it was only literally about five minutes before the race that, that <laughs> my head i don't know i don't know why um so you know and and, and it was only because like, i'd been in leicester it was like the furthest point from the sea um in, in the uk I, I i did my 
you know, 25 meter badge when I was whatever, six, <laughs> and then and then just didn't swim for 30 years, you know, 25 years because I didn't need to. Why, why did, the only closest, only time I went to the swimming pool was if I was, you know, um, aqua jogging or something, if I was injured. So I'd, I'd never, you know, or on holiday, which you can stand up in the pool. So it was like, it was a bit ridiculous. But anyway, Laura went in, my, my wife, she came, she was second out of the water, you know, out of all, everybody, like just, you know, fine. And then, I mean, I didn't know she was, to be honest, because I was so far back. And I, I came out, I came out, in, I was, yeah, lots of things happened in that. They asked me if I wanted to get out, um, the, you know, the guys on the canoes and stuff. Um, I kind of did backstroke for a little bit. And then, you know, <laughs> it was so, anyway, I, I got out, I was second last out of the water. And the lady that I beat, I looked at the results and she was in the 70 to 75 year age. <laughs> And I beat her by 10 seconds on the swim. Um, so I was, I don't know, I think it was 250. I was 249th out of the water. Um, 15 minutes behind my wife, over 750 meters, um, which is, you know, not a huge distance. Um, but, you know, did it, got on the bike, you know. And you, I think sometimes with these things, the answer to, to, to her question, um, you've just, sometimes you've just got to go and have a, have a go at these things i would advise to learn to swim a little bit uh, <laughs> not have that experience but but you know borrow a wetsuit you know do it on a on a bike you know we have friends that go and do do that race on their day-to-day -day bike and just want to go and complete a triathlon like you know there's there there are events like that that are perfect um for, for that sort of thing where you can just go and see if it's something that you think you could get into and enjoy um and and it was you know although that had that horrible experience then it kicked me into going to learn how to swim so uh, <laughs> yeah. so what's still... next what's coming up this year for you if assuming we're allowed out at some point well i'm i would like to do another half iron man we did one in the summer so my my wife and i did a um a family iron man to raise money uh for uh mental health charity down here in dorset that we support each year do something and we did a, a kind of family iron man in the day so i did a half iron man in the morning and then she did the afternoon and then uh, and then I, I think i said to you guys earlier the kids then did a little mini thing at the end to, to finish it off and stole our thunder and uh and took all the plaudits but that's fine well you uh, can't let a three-year-old do a half iron man surely even this competitive dad wouldn't do that <laughs> like, hang on a minute i've just done a five hour half iron man like you should just stand for 100 meters <laughs> three mm. uh, but no you know so like britain and talent mindset that's what you want <laughs> britain and talent mindset come on <laughs> But it was, it was really good, and um, you know we were. Uh, it was it was great. So I'd love to. I'd like to do another one, another half Ironman, maybe um, at some point. Uh, I, I kind of enjoy the, the enjoy the training and the challenge of that. Um, I'm entered for Manchester Marathon. Uh, whether that goes ahead, um, I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. But obviously it's on to October, so fingers crossed. Um, and, I, and I've got about. Um, five or six of the maverick races booked in as well so i'll definitely be doing those but my my personal goal is i'd love to um i'd love to get my 5k time down this year so i'm going to be doing a kind of shorter sharper for, for the summer and then uh, maybe then build up to that longer 
um, run in in October. So um, yeah, so that's personal. And then you know, Runderwear is, is there's lots going on. You know, new new people coming into the team. Um, we've got an exciting uh, plan for the year ahead. Um, it's, US uh, things starting to happen. We've got some fantastic new products coming out um, in the summer, including to extend. Uh, we, we've got a, a long sleeve base layer that we we brought out, which is seamless and has been really well received. And we're going to extend that range slightly um, as well. Yeah, so, I really like mine. I wore that for the last few spine races. It's really good. It's, it's fun. It, you know, the, the feedback has been great, and um, we actually won an award for it uh, in, a, in the running awards, national running awards, which were announced at the end of the year. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really proud of it. Again, it's one of those things, like I said to you earlier, it's, it's just one product, but it took a long time to, to, to make and put together. And, and you know, it's, um, you know, extending that is, is going to be exciting as well. Fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well thank I you. I hope to see you at something. Are you going to make me do a virtual 5K with you next weekend or something? Or did you say that? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm washing my hair. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see you do that, Jen. And Marcus, you can, uh, you can let us know how that goes. You were, I do remember now when you weren't particularly pleased about that, were you? Like, but you, you did it. You got through it. Because it's, it's really that as well, isn't it? The pool park farm. Yeah, I know. And I think also, I don't really work in K, so I thought I was doing dead on three miles. And then when I wasn't at the finish on three miles, I kind of died a bit. <laughs> that little last loop around the cricket pit. <laughs> Where you'd all finished ages ago and were waiting for us. <laughs> we had a picnic waiting. We were yeah. ready. <laughs> I think you'd finished it by the time I finished. <laughs> Hey, if me and Jamie do a race together, it gets competitive. <laughs> he beat me last weekend uh, to make it one all in our virtual series. So uh, you know, it, does, it still does get a little bit, little bit competitive. But it's good. It's good to have that. Yeah, it's good to have a bit competitive and that pushing each other, isn't it? It keeps you kind of. You'll always find that one person you want to beat, right? It doesn't matter what level you are. You'll always have that one person. Yeah, it gives that a good bit of motivation. So you get out on the horrible, wet, rainy days like it is today. I got out today with my runder wear base layer on. <laughs> How many more plugs can we get in at the moment? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so oh, much for joining so much, us. Rich. It's been brilliant chatting to you, hearing all about your journey. We're off to get on YouTube now to go and explore a little bit more of Britain's Got Talent, maybe. I wish I knew uh, that before you'd come on. Could I could have found, have found bits. But now everyone knows about it, so they're going to be looking for that. Have a fabulous kind of rest of a year and uh, yeah hopefully we'll bump into you at some race fingers year, crossed well, once we get out of this lockdown and uh, we'll uh, yeah we'll and and, and, and thank you to everyone that's listened and you know just uh good luck with your running this year and hope you all achieve your goals yeah brilliant excellent thank you very much joining us thank, thank you. you yes bye bye-bye and thank you for joining us tonight as well hope you've enjoyed it all and we'll speak to you all next week we'll see you all Next week, so have a good rest of the week. Stay safe. Bye for now. Hi, it's Claire here. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. These live chats take place every Wednesday evening at 6.30pm UK time on World Ginger Running YouTube channel. And the link is in the show notes. 
I just wanted to let you know that you can find this and loads more advice and inspiration and gear tests all about trail and ultra running on my YouTube channel, Wild Ginger Running. There are training tips, advice from elite athletes, top coaches, nutritious recipes, key exercises, injury prevention information, and tons of trail kit reviewed from running packs to poles, waterproofs to head torches, GPS watches, and shoes, 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 and did I mention shoes? I've been going for a few years now, so there's a huge archive of content to help you out with your trail and ultra running. To quickly and easily find the information you need, simply type your query into the Google search box and then write wild ginger running after it. Then Google will show you whatever blog posts or films I have on that topic. Give it a try. And if you appreciate listening and all the information that I share on YouTube, you're also very welcome to support me on Patreon, which gets you some additional excellent perks and the chance to win some awesome prizes. For as little as the price of a cup of coffee every month, patrons get discounts, extra films, access to the exclusive Facebook and Strava groups, the chance to ask questions to every live chat guest, plus automatic entry into my monthly competition to win £400 worth of trail and ultra running gear. There are only about 150 patrons, so the odds on a win are way better than the lottery. Interested? Find me at patreon.com slash wildgingerrunning. Thanks for listening, guys. Have fun, enjoy your run, and I'll see you on the trails.